Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links to many places, including our Facebook page, our LinkedIn page, our Twitter page, our Boomers General Store, and our podcast page, which you can access our podcast or link to your favorite podcast provider. Labor Day is over. Thank goodness August is over. It was a hot one here. They called it unprecedented heat. But now fall is right around the corner. And where I live here in the Midwest is a very beautiful place in the fall. A lot of colors from all the different species of trees. The air is crisp and not humid anymore or it will be here soon. Last month though, I did go to Colorado, visited my little hometown where I was raised, which I talk about all the time, it seems like. There's hardly a podcast goes by where I don't mention my little old hometown up there in north central Colorado Rocky Mountains, 8,000 feet above sea level. Truly, when I was growing up, I thought it was God's country. In my heart, I still do. But it has changed. I touched on this in the last couple weeks. But I just need to button it up and put it to bed. Now, I went to a family reunion while we were up there. And that was one of the most special times I've ever had. That may be because I'm getting older and I treasure things you cannot buy a lot more than I used to. Seeing my two brothers and my sister... And their families, it was amazing. It really was. But Colorado itself, I have some issues with. It's not like the same place I left 35 years ago. I guess it was 35. 1988 plus 35 is 2023. Okay, 35 years ago. I can count. I are smart. I went to the fourth grade. While I hold up three fingers, that's a fact. Anyway, the first complaint I have about the great state of Colorado, colorful Colorado, is we went to the grocery store to uh, get some stuff, you know. We're staying with my daughter, Allie, and her family. So we popped down to the grocery store uh, to get some stuff for dinner that night. And those turkeys do not provide bags to carry your groceries out with anymore. I guess they think that, you know, everybody's a litter bug and we're just going to throw our bags outside and let them, you know, blow around and catch in the fences and, you know, make a general mess out of things, which people don't. There's a very small minority of people that do that. But, you know, whatever. At least they're not using paper straws anymore. But, you know, when I go to Sam's Club, they don't provide a bag, but they provide boxes. You can get boxes and put your groceries in. We had to carry this stuff out, you know, and kind of stack it around on the back seat. What got me, though, is while I was trying to figure out why I couldn't get a bag to carry my groceries, some guy asked somebody where the ice was. And they said, you can buy bags of ice right over there in that machine. 
Okay, they put their ice in a bag, but I can't put my groceries in a bag? This doesn't even make sense to me. This is a point of contention with me. If I was, you know, feely, touchy, go by my emotions, I would be offended that I couldn't have a bag. But I believe that you don't get offended easily. But come on, let's have some common sense here. Anyway, that's why my daughter has these big old canvas bags. She hauls to the store and puts her groceries in that and hauls them back. I think it's silly. But, and I talked about this, I think, last week or something, gasoline. Gasoline, the the regular one they put on the sign, the price of it, you know, was a dollar more than in Kansas. But it's 85% octane, and my cars run on 87% octane. That's what the manufacturer said. That's what I've always put in it. That's what our regular is here, regular old unleaded, you know. And so I had to go up a grade, which made it another 40, 50 cents more than what they're advertising. So I was paying a buck and a half more for gasoline in the great state of Colorado that doesn't even fix the roads. You can tell when you leave Colorado and enter Kansas because all of a sudden you're not bumping and hitting potholes and washboarded out and stuff. My dad always said that whenever we went on a trip, he always said that the worst roads in the whole United States of America were in Colorado. And I believe him. And I'm just telling you right now, that's my experience. I have a friend, Doug. He moved here from my hometown, also my home county. And uh, he lives maybe half an hour away from me. And he said the same thing. He just had gotten back from Colorado a few weeks before I did. And so we agree on the roads. What a sorry state of affairs. The gas has to be higher because of the gas taxes, and they don't fix the roads. Go figure. What else about Colorado I want to complain about here? I guess that's all. It is a beautiful state. My little home county wouldn't even recognize it because of all the people that's moved there. And the prices of things, housing and all that, is so expensive, the average working person can't afford to buy or even rent a place. You can see on the community Facebook boards, people looking to rent something, and they can maybe rent a room in a house for a couple thousand dollars a month. Sure, a bathroom. <laughs> anyway, I love it up there, and my stories I tell about it are from days gone by when I was a child. And that's the way I choose to remember it. But you can't change how nice the air is in the summertime there. Somebody told me it's too bad I lived in Kansas when it was hot here the other day. So I'm waiting to write them in March and April when they have mud and brown snow and never-ending winter. And I'm having spring and beautiful flowers and trees flowering out. You ever see flowering trees? We have them all over the place here. I'll write them and say, too bad you live in Colorado. Of course, it probably won't even be there. He'll probably be on vacation. That's when they go on vacation. Let's move on here. Hi, Pop. How are you doing today? Jerry, I'm doing good. You know what I'm going to do today? What's that, Pop? And then I'm going to go square dancing. We're going to go up Wheat Town. They have a square dancing club. And we join. 
and we go square dancing every Thursday afternoon. It's a fun time. I love to see my Anna in that little skirt that kind of pops out there. She's the cutest thing I've seen in a long time. There, Jerry. You're a lucky man, Pop. I'll tell you what. What do you mean, Pop's lucky? Hi, Homer. Where do you come from? Around the corner. Ha! <laughs> I, I always coming around the corner. Like coming around the mountain. They ought to write a song about me, Jerry. He'll be coming around the corner. Yada-da. Homer, what in the world are you talking about or singing about? Well, Pop, I walked around the corner to look over yonder, make sure none of them mountains are going to blow up like that Mount St. Helens did a couple months ago. I don't think we have anything to worry about there, Homer. I, I really don't. But volcanoes do happen. I guess you're right, Jerry. Anyway, I'm waiting for this salesman to come because he wants to sell me that Pac-Man game to put in our store and I can play Pac-Man instead of falling asleep in front of the pot belly stove in the wintertime. What? What's a Pac-Man, Homer? You always come up with something wild and crazy. Homer, I don't think you really want a Pac-Man game. Why is that, Jerry? I think I'd have a fun time. Because, Homer, every 12 and 13-year-old kid for 20 miles around will be hanging out in the store playing that video game. No, they won't, Jerry, because I will be on it myself. Okay, Homer. Shoot yourself. Back in the mid-80s, in the very early summer, right after Memorial Day, my wife and I would go out to this one guest ranch and go square dancing. And the reason why our friends owned this guest ranch we went up to, and the very early part of the season, the ranch was not full of guests, and so they needed a few people to come and make the guests there feel at home during the square dancing. They did that on a Friday night. Every Friday night they had square dancing. My friend Kenny would be the caller, and it was really a lot of fun. Now, later on, the ranch would fill up with guests, and we weren't needed anymore. In fact, we'd be in the way if we went out there square dancing. But for two or three weeks there, every summer, we'd go out square dancing. It was a lot of fun. We did it for several years. And it was the only time I ever really square danced. I remember we had to learn square dancing when I was a boy, but that didn't last very long, and I never was much of a dancer. Now, my wife can dance. She's got rhythm and stuff, and so she'd make sure that I could keep up during the square dancing. That country up there in north-central Colorado, Rocky Mountains, was called the Dude Ranch Capital of the World. There were so many guest ranches up there, from five-star hotel-type guest ranches to kind of rustic guest ranches. Take your pick, where they take you horseback riding and have campfires and square dances. There'd be swimming pools and have your own cabin and all that stuff. 
and it'd be a wonderful thing to take the family for a week in the summertime. Escape those cities and come out to the mountains to a nice guest ranch there. Square dancing began in England in the 1600s. It originally was called the Morris Dance and it morphed into the English country dance. Later it merged with French dances and it formed a quadrille. A quadrille or square dance are four couples of two and they all face each other and formed a square. After the American Revolution, quadrilles became very popular and African-American slaves would play the music for these quadrilles and the musicians started calling out the moves and henceforth the square dance caller was born. Those great musicians really changed the quadrille into the American square dance with the banjo and fiddle music and the collar yelling out, swing your partner, do si do. Let's promenade and stack the wood. A swing is a twirl. A do si do is where you face your partner, you walk past them, and then you back up against them. A do si do. Square is the beginning where two, 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 and two, all facing each other. Promenade, you're walking in a full circle, holding your partner. Several ways you can do it, hand in hand, both hands, or your hand around her waist, and your other hand holding her hand. Stacking the wood is hugging your partner. You had prairie skirts and snap-up shirts and cowboy boots and big old smile. There are several types of square dances today. The traditional, the modern western, the play for dances, that's an English form of square dancing, the CLI or the Irish set dance, or the Scottish country dance. Our friends Carl and Linda, once retirement set upon their lives, they bought a brand new, fancy, beautiful fifth wheel trailer and a brand new three-quarter ton heavy-duty pickup truck and drove around this great country of ours to square dances. They belonged to some sort of association and they would follow the square dances all over the place. They stopped and saw us a couple times over the years as there was something going on around the Kansas City area. One time we went up to the convention center in Kansas City to watch them and it was amazing there was I want to say thousands of people there probably right and there were square dances in all these different halls around the convention center so we sat and we watched Carl and Linda and it was amazing Carl had the biggest smile on his face now this is a guy that I always figured was a lot like me you know but his wife was the traffic cop definitely Linda kept everybody straight, everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing, going to the left or going to the right or switching partners or dosi doing or promenading, all that. She made sure everyone was right. Carl had a thing on his hearing aids where the caller's voice went right into his hearing aids. So he could keep up pretty good. And when he wasn't, Linda was definitely showing him the way and the how and making sure he was right in step. It did my heart good to watch them. 
I want to say I laughed, but I didn't laugh. I smiled so big and so much watching my friends out there. Remembering Ken and Randy back at the Drowsy Water Ranch when we were square dancing. If you've never done it, you ought to try. You might find something that you feel like you fit right in there. Well, a couple years ago, Linda got sick and she did pass away. Carl now lives on the western part of Colorado. He's got family there and he's not all alone. They were dear, dear friends of ours. And I'll never forget them pulling that fifth wheel trailer from state to state, going out, swinging their partner, and promenading. Start out each day with a grateful heart and always be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.